Hey, America! Start listening now! Uh, nice, nice to be here in fall. <sighs> Late October at time of recording. Calm and peaceful on the mm. Sunday right before Halloween. Ah, oh, lovely. Yeah. Nice and calm. The yeah. smell of crispy leaves in the air. Mm-hmm. Derek's still vacationing in Europe, so I'll have to get someone else to roll the music. Sam! Ah! Derek's right behind you! Blah! Ah! Welcome to another bleh episode of 12 Points from America. Hey, <laughs> having too much fun today. Eurovision podcast from America, the U.S.'s number one country. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. God damn it, Derek, you gave me hiccups. <laughs> it was a joint effort. That's oh, true. It was the first time that scaring someone actually caused them to develop hiccups. Yeah, uh, it, somewhat uh, indirectly, but yes. We're in the upside down. Uh, uh, well, we got the full squad. We're all back. Derek's back from uh, that thing, uh, the the travel thing. How many how many countries did you end up collecting? Five new. Ooh. Ooh. I spent the night in Amsterdam, so I guess that counts as six. Ah. Collect them all. Take it. Okay, really quick, rank them. How many of them dropped out of Eurovision this year? Are we going from the bottom? <laughs> oh. I don't know. Yeah, who, wait, which just, nation are you going to piss off first? Oh, yeah, who am I going to be mean to? They were all very good. I'm just going to start with that. Number five, I'd say Serbia. Ooh. Ooh. Take one. that. Bitty drama. Oh, they came in number five yeah. last year. Too. Clap that. Bitty drama, more <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Only because Belgrade was a nice city, but it's very urban. Okay, oh, there wasn't a whole lot going on, so we're just like walking around like, yep, it's a city. <laughs> that's how I felt about Dublin. Yeah, Dublin's nice, but yeah, yeah. there is a city. It's, yeah. You go anywhere else, it's, yeah. it's better. And yeah, a lot of the small towns we went to were awesome. I think we were in a city called Osiak, mm. uh, which was like this college town, or like this old old town section, and we were staying in this guest house in the old town, and we were walking around, and they were telling us about like, the history of the river and how important the river was for like a thousand years. Let's see, number four. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Montenegro. Mm. Mostly because we were in Kotor, which is a lovely city. Very touristy, though. What is it called? Kotor? Like Knights of the Old Republic? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Spelled the same. Awesome. I did not think of that while I was there. I'm kind of oh. bad now. Oh. Is there a sequel to it that's not as great? I think so, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Montenegro, absolutely beautiful country. We drove in from the north, so we were driving through the mountains. We stopped mm. several times in like, these national parks, and you're just surrounded by mountains, and it's just like these rolling hills and stones and... Felt like you were in a nothing. Felt like you were in a preview video. Yeah, it. I'm like, wow, they should film preview videos here. They did. That's one of the yeah. things. Yeah, they. You probably saw mountains that were literally in somebody's postcard. So cool. Something. Only if they were in Sweden, because they otherwise they film in the local country. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Number three. Number three. Um, <laughs> who's left? Um, no, no, no. They're not three. I'm gonna go with Hungary, only because I wasn't there for very long. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Budapest was awesome. I was only there for like a day and a half, and then we left. You should definitely check out Budapest. It's a great city. Really, really cool. Great food. Just a lot of fun. Every, just everyone I ran into was a tourist. I don't know if I ran, there were any locals in Budapest that's anymore. That's how it felt for me, too. <laughs> how many bads did you do? I didn't do any. I didn't have time. Oh, I was going to say, how many? <laughs> I, I had a day and a half, and I was like, I can't go into anything because oh. I won't see the city. So I can't go into a museum because that's going to take half my day. Yeah. So I just was like outside walking around the whole time. And everywhere I went, German, French, Spanish, Ew. American, English. Uh, we went to this, I think it was in the Jewish Quarter. There was like this food truck kind of alley. Kind of like a Portland sort of like pavilion yeah. kind of. 
And they had like a couple of were selling drinks and some were selling food, but it's like pulled pork and fried chicken and things like that. Huh. But I kept asking people around, like, have you eaten here? Do you know if this is any good? And every single person was like, I'm from Switzerland. I don't know. Or I'm from France. <laughs> I've never eaten here before. And I'm like, okay, great. Budapest, when I was there, did strike oh, me that as is. a place where like the only, like, you can get a burger anywhere here. That was gyros over there. Every single street corner has a gyro place. I wish yeah. that were the case here. Yeah. Like, there have been times that I've craved a late night gyro. Never lamb, mm. though. Always chicken. Yeah, I really? Chicken. Yeah. Just huh. very cheap huh. meat. Yeah. I yeah. I, it's interesting because it's all like former Ottoman Empire. How much yes, influence yes. Turkey has, or Turkish culture is there. Mm. There are Turkish restaurants everywhere. Euro places. Um, so Bosnia was like particularly Muslim. There were just mosques all over the place. But like really fascinating just kind of how progressive it was. Despite being a very, you know, you'd think, oh, it's a Muslim country. It's going to be very reserved. Like, no, people are... Bosnia-Herzegovina? Bosnia-Herzegovina. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is that... the full name. I apologize. Yeah. Is, is that number two then? Number two. That... Number two, I'll say, is Croatia. Ah. I wonder what number one is then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Um, Croatia's absolutely beautiful. Very, very touristy, though. they got a lot of coastline. A lot of the cities are just, like, geared toward tourism. Tons of cruise ships land there. Oh, yeah. If you go to Dubrovnik, like, 40,000 people will just pour into the city off of these cruise ships and you can't do anything in the old town because it's just full of people mm. thankfully yeah and i was there at the end of the season so the end of october is like a, just past the end of the tourist season so no cruise ships mm-hmm. still pretty busy though but just absolutely fascinating stories about it um the saint of patron saint of old town in dubrovnik is saint blaze who's Ooh. never been there oh, he plays uh, soccer I think it's Blaze or Blase. Um, Saint Blase. Saint Blase. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's the patron saint of neck health or throat health. Ah, and they have this round good to have neck candle health. that they put around your neck and bless your throat every year. So it's like a big candle donut that yeah, you kind of yes. Mm. For all of the mid thirty year olds who complain about waking up with their neck weird, just light a votive for Saint Blaze. Blaze yeah. <laughs> yeah. it. Where do I? Oh. Uh, there you go. Blaze it. Blaze it. It's, for, it's where you should go immediately after visiting the Sistine Chapel, I think, which is just spending. Oh yeah, spending spending a half hour looking up. straight up. Yeah. And and watching the folks there uh, routinely yell at the one idiot who decides, you know what, I am going to take a photo. <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, they ooh, they don't like that. Anyway, so? Dubrovnik yeah. sounds amazing, mm. right, cool. despite what you just said. So, no, I think if you go there at the right time, it's great. I think if there were just like thousands of people wandering around, I'd be like, okay, I'm out of here. Mm. What else mm. is there to do? See, number one was Bosnia, obviously Bosnia-Herzegovina. Uh, really, really interesting. I think I liked it the most because there was so much history and we had a local guide who grew up in, Sir, in Sarajevo and was telling us about like all these stories about like this street was like Sniper Alley and this is where the fresh water was and they would like pick people off as they would like try to go get water oh and there were tanks like positioned in the mountains and the airport was open because the president of France negotiated with Milosevic to keep it open and no one knows how the hell he pulled that off because there was no way they should have given him the airport but they did and like what, what it was like living for like three and a half years in occupation with like no electricity no water or no running water, no gas. No Game Boy? No. They had like oh. one of the coldest winters ever. But yeah, he was just telling us what it was like to live there and like all these things. And like the saddest, I think the single saddest thing he said was the United States, as part of their effort, uh, humanitarian aid, they delivered a metric ton of malaria medicine that was going to expire that was sitting in a warehouse somewhere, even though there's never been a single recorded case of malaria in the entire country. They're just oh. like, oh, you need aid. Here you go. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> and they just like looked at it and they're like, all right. That's like when you go home for Christmas and you can tell that your mom didn't know what to give you. 
<laughs> She's like, oh, do you want the old silverware? No, it's like if your mom gave you, like, half a bag of stale pretzels. <laughs> like, even, though, even, though she knows, even though she knows you go gluten-free. Yeah, I'm gluten-free. Yeah. Is it the pretzels yeah. with the peanut butter inside? No. Okay, it's just pretzels. I'd still pretzels. I'd power through a bag of those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In one day. I've seen yeah. it. It's true. Don't, don't. <laughs> power oh. through a bag of... <laughs> Malaria, malaria medication. medication. Oh, God. Yeah. Expired like malaria medication. Do you have any Eurovision encounters over there? Uh, musically, yes. No, I didn't run into anybody. Just say Mikey Constant. Okay. Yeah, did you see Rainbow Amadeus? <laughs> yeah, did you run into Wouldn't leave us alone. Did you give him chance to refinance? <laughs> no, he's on his own. Uh. I was going to say, those of you listening, voting's coming up for the ESC 250. Ooh. Get ready. <laughs> because... Damn it, we're going to get Rambo Amadeus into it. Absolutely. That's our, that's our goal. Anyway, Derek, please continue. You need a catchy phrase. Hashtag Rambo for... First blood. That's Nailed it. it. He's, he's never made it, so yeah. we'll make it's it Rambo's <laughs> first blood. Rambo yeah. first blood. It's the best just don't want to be looking at Twitter like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> but I want in. I want to be, kind of make another one. Last Blood Part 2. Wow. Wow. My offensive accent for the week was Sylvester Stallone. All right, there we go. Oh, okay. could, could, what was it again? I, I, I... Yeah, could you run that? Yeah, I can't believe it. My movie. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, my gosh. All right, to cut this a little bit short, excellent countries all around. I'd definitely say uh, the entire ex-Yugoslavian area was uh, wonderful to visit. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. Uh, I want to go back and see the others. Because uh, you miss and Slovenia. the rest. Yeah, you miss Slovenia and you miss North Macedonia. Romania. Romania. Well, not ex-Yugoslav, but yeah, from that region. But I mean, that whole region, I yeah. just think, was really interesting. And um, there was another two were leaving the same hotel as us. And I thought I was in that group. So I started talking to the organizer. And she's like, yeah, we're going to end up in Romania. And I'm like, wait, I'm not going to Romania. And then I was like, I want to go to Romania now. Aww. Can I join these guys? <laughs> so they seem cooler. They seem cool. So yeah. you mentioned you mentioned Eurovision in the wild having happened sort of. What, sort of. Uh, what you run into? So on the tour bus, I got on a tour bus in Budapest to kind of drive around and sort of see the city. They were playing Freddy on the radio. Hey. Uh. I haven't heard him in a long time. It was a different song, though. It took me a second to recognize his voice. And I was like, wait a second. I know that one. That's that scratchy, incomprehensible gibberish from uh, <laughs> 2016. Nice guy, though. Lovely right. guy. Right. Anyway. But yes, 2016. 2016, yes. Um, Lovely guy. We went to a club in Belgrade. And they had like this man and this woman playing like covers of all these famous songs. And then a song comes up and I'm like, I know this song. Uh, oh, no. Fuego. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. And I was like, oh my god, it's Fuego. And everyone else at the table's like, what? And then like a couple songs later, they started playing Hurricane. Oh. Both, both of them. Oh, was there choreography yeah. though? Like both of these? Not as so much. Oh no. man, they were just whipping no. around. They didn't do the arms either. No. The, yeah. the big wave. Derek, however, was, which is why he needed St. Blaze's blessing. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And our organizer was Serbian. So as soon as Hurricane came out, she's like, oh, they're very famous in Serbia. And I'm like, I know these guys. It's Hurricane. <laughs> and everyone else is like, what is this guy's deal? What is this guy's problem? Why has he heard of anything? <laughs> <laughs> we did. I tried to talk about like uh, Eurovision with the group, just kind of like throwing out there. Like, yeah, I really like Eurovision. And the organizer knew about it, knew that Serbia came f- fifth and was like a... F- not really a fan, though, but just knew about it. Mm-hmm. The Australians were like, oh, yeah, we're in that. Why? 
And the British guy was like, we should have won, but you know, Ukraine. Oh, like, oh, I'm like, dude. Which kind of makes me a little pessimistic for this year. They're <laughs> 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 still hosting it. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of Eurovision in the wild. Is, which is interesting considering, you know, Hungary hasn't taken part in a couple of years. And yet Freddie, you know, has had a, a sustained career. And you're still hearing, you know, Eurovision stuff on the radio there. And Eurovision artists on the radio there. What have been some of our favorite Eurovision the Wild moments here in the U.S., a country that has never taken part in the contest? Do we? I mean, I mean, I may as well go first. I uh, two kind of come to mind. I was sitting in a Starbucks once, and you know they have their you know, nice little pleasant coffee house kind of music going on in the background, nothing too crazy. And it's I, I'm hearing this lovely piano ballad, just kind of warm voice coming over the speakers, and I'm realizing it's an acoustic piano solo version of Surrey's Storm. Oh! And it was hmm. lovely. Did it last forever? It, it, <laughs> I oh, wish they don't, though. Oh, I wish right, it though. had. I wish it had. <laughs> Duh. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just really random. And like, going on to like the official like Starbucks, Spotify playlist that they put together. Like, there's Surrey. Like, they're, they're, she's on there. Was it her singing it? It was. Oh, okay. It was her singing it, yeah. Uh, so I think of that, and I think of the time that I was at a at a boutique, you know, here in the U.S. And not only did they play "Satellite" by Lena, but they also played a song called "B," which was her B. <laughs> yes. Which was another national final song of hers from 20, 2011. 2010, sorry, twenty ten. And I'm just sitting there, like trying on a shirt, going, "Oh my God, it's Lena!" And nobody, nobody's even looking up, and I'm just having my little solitary freakout moment by myself, which hmm. was kind of sad. If it makes you feel better, Sam, mm-hmm. I did the dumbest thing today. It doesn't involve Eurovision, but neither does half this show at this point. Mm. Uh, I, I was out this morning. I was. I, I sold some stuff. Uh, that doesn't sound ominous. It's just, you're being very cagey about yeah, the stuff. <laughs> I sold some old video games. That's if, what they if, call them nowadays. Must, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the copies of the Lana Del Rey song. Why, um, do, you, why do you keep putting air quotes on it? What? Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I was still out and I was like, you know, it's still like fast food breakfast hours. I haven't done that in a while. Oh. So I'm going to hit up a drive-thru. So I did. I ordered and I went up, paid, waited, gave me my card back. And I drove right off. (laughs) (laughs) And it took about 15 seconds to realize, wait a minute, wasn't there another part of this transaction (laughs) that's supposed to work? So I went back and they're basically waiting for me because like, he's going to figure it out. (laughs) And just went up and went like, hi. (laughs) I thank you. Take the thing. I'm really dumb. Is uh, is is what I found I, out. I, I, feel, imagine I feel better. It, that must happen every day. I swear. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. My, I think I've told this story before, but but hearing um, "Sunlight" by Nikki Byrne at a Best Buy. Oh yeah. Was was wild, and like it was a song that I recognized. I couldn't think of what it was. I remember like sending Sam a message, being like. Is there a Eurovision song that's like in the sun, night? And he was like, "Yes, yes, there's a song that's exactly like that." And I said, "Oh, well, I heard it at Best Buy." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" He was like, "I don't know. It was just, it was just there." 
Embers plays at Target here. That's We've... what I. That's what I was trying to recall. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I was just seeking through my message history with you because I was like, oh, there was a terrible Eurovision song that I heard at that terrible tiny little Target on Ford Parkway, and what was it? I and like I couldn't that stand it. I like that song. Anyway, yeah, it was Embers, and I was like, yeah. why are they playing Embers? So I I know that stores have like these exclusive radio stations that don't play commercials that yeah. they could just type into. Now yeah. it's like Spotify or mm-hmm. yeah or whatever. Like years ago, just a serious like they have their something own like that. Stations. Yeah. and I'm kind of wondering who it is that's buying into these feeds to start putting Eurovision songs in it because yeah, I mean, it I, seems yeah. like they're coming up enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd imagine someone paid someone for Embers to play at Target. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, is like... When I think about that, I think it's part of a package. Like if a studio, yeah, or, yeah. A studio or, a, or a label goes like, all right, we can sell you this, but it's also going to come with these two <laughs> it's other have James Newman. These <laughs> other two packaged songs, you know? It's like when you, you know, you used to dig through the Walmart DVD bin, it's like, yeah, well, maybe I want to own Time Cop, but I don't want to own Time Cop 1, 2, and 3. In this analogy, what? Embers is Time Cop. Okay, okay. That was my next question. Or is it Time Cop 2? Yeah, I feel like... decision. <laughs> yes, there was a secondary title. Uh, why do you know this? There was a podcast about it. Uh. There was a podcast about Time Cop? There was an episode of How Did This Get Made on Time Cop. Uh, that, we yeah, talked okay. about the sequel. That makes sense. Shout out, shout out to How Did This Get Made, a, a much more well-known podcast than us. Not yeah. friends of the show. But no, not, yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. They haven't come to Minneapolis yet, but they're in Chicago. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, part of me wonders, is it is it a, a programming director being like, well, there's a song. Like, is there some rogue Eurovision fan in a programming office somewhere who's coming up with this stuff? There very well might be. Yeah. <laughs> and if so, will they be our friend? <laughs> it's, uh, there must be some kind of deal with the label where they're like okay you're gonna buy into this feed it's got like these many thousands of songs including these ones like just really quick i had a where was i i was in a target somewhere and they started playing the german song from 2017 oh, oh uh, lavina perfect life perfect life yeah. yeah and i'm like that song was like 25th or something yeah it did not but do somehow well. but it was it's it's, you know what else it's getting well. international play <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean good for her absolutely we actually have a couple of messages from listeners and friends of the show telling us about their own eurovision in the wild moments uh we had a lovely email from heather shea herzling heather thank you so much for messaging us and again if you want to do the same just email us directly at uh, 12 points from America at gmail.com. And so Heather is saying, I was sitting in my local Panera in suburban Philadelphia when I realized that the song that was being played that I was mentally humming to was Move by the Mamas. Which is, I'm t- we talked about how that is very, that's a classic little, oh, yeah. Yeah. little sweetie schlager song. Absolutely. But for, especially considering it was from a contest that didn't happen. Yeah. That's an extra level of intrigue. <laughs> They gotta get out there somehow. Yeah, that's and why I love wearing my. I, I have one Eurovision hat, and it's Eurovision 2020, <laughs> Rotterdam. Uh, and I just like nobody. Nobody cares, but I just I, I want at least one person to be like, isn't that the one that didn't happen? <laughs> and I and, and I'll just be like, that's what they want you to think. Uh, <laughs> nice. Who's the one survivor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the Netherlands pulled it up twice, but yeah, good for them. There we were in Rotterdam again. Mm. Uh, we also got a message from from front of the show. Katie Proctor actually messaged me directly as this was happening. It's like I'm in Old Navy listening to a weird chipmunk version of Snap. No, that's the regular version. <laughs> so there's there's an EP of just different versions of Snap because when you're a young artist and you have one song but you need more songs, yeah, you just release the same song again like ten times. Mm. And I want to say one of the one of the things on that EP is just the song sped up by 50%. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I feel like half the time when I hear it on, uh, you know, either TikTok or, or, you know, a a 
Facebook, you know, video or Instagram video, it is the quick version. So I'm wondering if that's the same. Yeah, it's yeah. the, Probably it's the whole TikTok thing. Yeah. Oh, Danny, remember Fastile? Yes. I was literally just thinking about that. Yeah. Listeners of we, the show, uh, if you listen to uh, this. if you listen to Bad Blood by Bastille, uh, just sped up by it's like fifty percent. Uh, it sounds just like an Ellie Goulding song. Oh yeah. I've exactly that. like Ellie Goulding. It's, it's great. It's incredible. <sighs> this isn't so much Eurovision in the wild. Well, it kind of is. There was a some sort of Dutch panel, not like a panel show like Britain has, but uh, you know some sort of a roundtable discussion like Bill Maher, but hopefully not. <laughs> uh, where a, a, a guy in the crowd came up as 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 we've started seeing a lot recently in in europe the the stop oil now protesters mm. a guy like walked on stage and like glued his hands to the table around which they were sitting uh and it was very awkward and 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 for the most part they just kind of kept they just sort of ignored him and kept talking. Huh. Uh, but as this is happening, you look around the table and one of the folks sitting there is our pal Steen. Steen? S10. Steen. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the Galaxy S10. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of sitting there like, ah. No, she's got is, a new album this out. This is weird. So that was uh, that was a thing in the wild. I guess, you know what, this is an American Eurovision in the wild thing as well. And you know what? This was probably my favorite, although it didn't happen to me so much as I saw it. Anyway, <laughs> there was an AP photo of an LA Lakers game of LeBron James, like, standing on the bench rooting for his team in better times. Lakers are on five, just lost to the Timberwolves, by the way. Um, uh, anyway, but then you look at like those absolutely fancy pants seats next to the Lakers bench. Who is it but Damiano? I was going to say, well, Duncan Lawrence? No, no. From, uh, on tour. Yeah, so whoever... Jack Nicholson? Oh, yeah, <laughs> whoever, whoever was uh, supporting that first... Monoskin trip to the U.S. I guess hooked him up with sweet, sweet Lakers tickets. Some of the some most ex- got to be the most some of the most expensive sports tickets in the country. Well, he Th- is. That's he... like the Jack Nicholson spot almost. Yeah, like we know that Damiano's a basketball fan. Yes. Yeah. Former basketball player. Yes, exactly. Not Lithuanian, but the rest. Oh, yeah. it's, it's too yeah. bad he had to fall back onto music. I know. Yeah. I know. What a downgrade, huh? Poor guy. Yeah. He could have been like noted Italian basketball star. Hang on. Uh, oh, Pablo Prigioni. He's a. Uh, He's a he's an assistant coach for the Timberwolves now here in Minnesota, yeah. and he was uh, one of the oldest rookies in NBA history. He was like thirty eight. So, some somehow that gives me hope. Yeah, <laughs> Sam oh. could still make the NBA. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I like my Prigioni yeah. with a nice uh, bolognese. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Nice Prigioni with a bit of a uh, pecorino shaved on top. Yeah, <laughs> a bit. Anyway, we got other things yeah. to talk about. All right. So uh, again, if you have you know either your favorite Eurovision of the Wild moments or just other stories or questions that you have for Again, find us on social media, 12pointsusa on either Facebook or Twitter. Find us on, you just email us directly, like I said, 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. We are on YouTube. We've got all sorts of uh, cool content over there. And if you'd like to support us, we do have a Patreon page where for, you know, three of your local currencies um, or whatever the... I mean, about three dollars, three euro, three pounds. I mean, at this point, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty three pretty guilders of your mortal money. You can help support us as we uh, look forward to the next couple of Eurovision events and all that good stuff. Again, our normal content isn't going anywhere, but your contributions does help. Uh, does help us do more cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's not entirely true. The show is going to Liverpool. Yay! Yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. 
Who's also going to Liverpool? Uh, basically, well, copy-paste <laughs> basically almost everybody from last year. Mm-hmm. With the exception we now officially have confirmed, we are saying goodbye this year to Montenegro, North Macedonia, and, unfortunately, Bulgaria. So... Does this mean the show is going to be 15 minutes shorter, or are we just stretching out the piddling around? Now that's a question for the producers. Okay. I mean, it won't affect the final, because we'll still have 10 from each. That's right. And it's not like any of these nations are, you know, automatic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 15 and 16 in the semis, that uh, that's pretty increases sure. your odds of qualifying a bit. Yeah, Good luck, does. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, Ireland's got to be like, yes, more dropouts, please. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, if they don't make it, they can take a ferry home from, from Liverpool. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's probably a bus. <laughs> Just get launched in a trebuchet. I mean, uh, if, they, if they don't qualify and they just hop on the bus and are like, all right, out of here, that would not surprise me. Well, I mean, there is that big thing of water. There's ferries that carry buses. Oh, the ferries that carry buses. I can jump to the Isle of Man. It's a hydro bus. We have those now. Ooh, hover bus. All right. Uh, We do have another artist announcement. We're up to two. (laughs) Doubled (laughs) doubled our total. Yep. Uh, Cypress has announced their latest Australian singer, Andrew (laughs) Lambrew. Andrew Landrew? Sure. Andrew, is it Lambrew? It's Lambrew? La- it must be Lambrew. Lambrew or Lambrew. 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 Delicious Lambrew. Mm. Made from the finest cuts of lamb. Oh. Okay, I gotta go. All right. This guy, what's this guy's deal? Yeah, so he was a uh, X Factor Australia participant back in 2015. He's been uh, putting out his own music since then. And actually this year he was a contestant uh, in Australia Decides in their national final uh, with the song Electrify, which is an upbeat dance number, which came in, I think, seventh place overall in the national final. Oof. Uh, and yeah, so CYBC, the, the Cypriot broadcaster, had previously said that they were going to be picking their singer through the show altogether now. You know, a, a vocal talent show. But they've they've just gone ahead and, and selected Andrew internally this year, so that whole altogether now plan is going to be pushed to the 2024 cycle instead. So like we said, Andrew is Australian Cypriot, uh, or Cypriot Australian more like. So Cyprus is kind of continuing on with the trend that they haven't actually sent a Cypriot-born singer since. Hovig back in 2017. So, I mean, it's nice that they're, you know, embracing the the global Greco-Cypriot diaspora, but, you know. Have you seen Cyprus? It's tiny. It is tiny, but I mean... Cyprus really going for that Sweden strategy. Like, they're just like, oh, we're going to hire anyone. I mean, Iceland is, you know, Iceland... Also very tiny. Yes, exactly, but they keep sending Icelandic artists. (laughs) (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) There is literally something in the water in Iceland that makes everyone just a very good musician. And very attractive. It's very tall. Very tall. It's a a very narrowed down gene pool. (laughs) They have an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so... uh, Cyprus hasn't sent a Cypriot-born singer since 2017, but then again, Greece hasn't sent a Greek-born singer since 2018. Uh, and then there's San Marino. Yeah. <laughs> so, a... you know, don't turn our chronos too much at it. That's but... why they always boo them. Wait, fake yeah. news. Sorry, fake news. I misread that. It's, it's real thick news. Thick. <laughs> Yay! It's like a Cockney person saying that this news is proper thick. Proper thick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dummy fake news. Proper, anyway. Proper thick. Thickness is our... It's one of my favorite times of the season. It's mm-hmm. the most wonderful time of the preseason. We finish up with, with JSC and we get Fickmas. Yeah. Before we get like the proper into Eurovision thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So we have our list of 26 participants for this event has been released. We don't have the date, I don't think, but you know, it's late December as it normally is. Uh, no direct Eurovision alumni in the lineup, uh, but there are uh, definitely a lot of links. Uh, the singer Fifi uh, was one of the co-writers for Cypress's song, Ella. She's a poodle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, Elsa Lila won back-to-back Festivalis y Cungas, or Festivali Cungases, Festivali Cungases, Cungai, Festivals. <laughs> uh, yeah, Elsa won back-to-back in 1996-97, so that was before Albania was actually at Eurovision, but it's still a big deal. Uh, other notable names on the list that I noticed uh, include Rosarta Smaya, who came in third place last year. Great, great singer. Uh, Ravana Dilo, who we've seen at a whole bunch of these. Jerja Kachinari, who was a backing singer for Lindita Halimi back in 2017. Uh, Alban Ramosai, who sang Thea this past year, uh, will be back as a songwriter. Oh, he was really good. He was great. I hope he writes as well as he sings. Uh, I think Thea was one that he had written. Perfect. So he, yeah, so that's, that's definitely something to look out for. Uh, we do have word that the festival will run a little bit differently. So the top three of the contest and any special prizes, you know, like the composer's prize, songwriting prize, will be selected by a jury as they've been doing for time immemorial. But the Eurovision participant itself will be run by a separate public televote. So, huh. yeah. Oh, wait, of the top three or of all of them? I think of all of them. From oh, what wow. I can tell, it's from everybody. So, so the public could just troll. They, they could, could be very different. They could be. They could send Superman. <laughs> well, I mean, sadly, we don't see Castro Zizo on the list this year. Oh, no. I know, no Castro. No, he's, is he okay? I hope so. Right. I was he's worried about him. really not okay this past year. I know, year. I know. So, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that's worked in the past because Festival de Congress has previously brought in a bit of a public televote element, but it would be like the public televote being equivalent to one juror out of seven. So it was like a really small percentage mm. of the vote. But this is a... A separate contest sort of in itself. So you have, you could have the winner of mm -hmm. Festival Ikungus going to Eurovision, but it might be somebody completely different. Like San Remo having like a, oh, you win San Remo. Oh, but then also there's a vote for who actually goes to Eurovision. Right. Like, that's so weird. I, I wouldn't be against something like that because I think those are two very different contests. Yeah. Right. And it might need a different approach. That's yeah. interesting. I don't, I'm not sure, quite sure what to think of this. I, uh, there could be that elation of, of winning winning Festival Ikungus and then being like, oh, but this weirdo from sixth place is going to go to Europe. Like, <laughs> but yeah, but then you may also have people who are kind of sore about not having, you know, if there's any sort of allegation of, oh, the jury likes this person or they're related to the same record label or that kind of removes any sort of whiff of malfeasance, I guess you can say. Not that I'm accusing sure. anything of Albania of I'm... having that, but, you know, it's sort of just, this is the people's choice and this is who the people have have decided to represent us okay oh, i mean that's sure yeah. why not and yeah. we do have this conversation every year like is this a good song or is this a good eurovision song mm -hmm. and i think sometimes the juries might be more attuned to a different standard of quality yeah absolutely. than i think the general public would be or a song that would need to win yeah i don't know i this might actually work really well for them and i'm kind of curious to see how it plays out yeah i mean after a song that didn't make it out of the semifinals at the contest last year. I like it when a country kind of looks at what they've got and kind of reconfigures a little bit. Not completely reinventing the wheel, but just changing and modifying things to maybe heighten a result. So I think this is a, a, a nice experiment, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah. So Thickness might not be our first selection this year. It probably won't. 
Uh, it wasn't last year either, as it turned out. But mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Ukraine is getting their uh, vid beer on on de- what on December seventeenth. <laughs> they are, <laughs> uh, and there are some there are some names here. We, oh yeah. Uh, you want names? We got names. <laughs> yeah. Right now, there's been a long list of thirty six artists that have been revealed. Uh, we'll get a, an official list of finalists. I'm guessing probably about a dozen or so. Um, uh, Mid November. Uh, with the national final expected to be held on December 17th. I th- I'm pretty sure I've read a report that they're planning on holding the national final in a subway station that is considered a safe enough locale that any sort of, dare I say, bombing. That is a big thing in former Soviet countries. Oh, is yeah. that they built a lot of their metro systems like a full, Super like, deep. what, like 30, 40 meters? Yeah, meters <laughs> yeah. underground mm-hmm. in order for them to double as bomb shelters. Yeah. So I think it's and actually going to be. Worked out well, the acoustics must be nuts. Oh, I, I think and they're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. look amazing. I think they're holding it in Krasatik, which is the, the, the station that was nearest to where Derek and I stayed when we were in Kyiv. Lovely station. Yeah. Hmm. They're, they're big, spacious. Like platforms, I think, yeah, like to clean it up and make it into a little show space, I think would work very yeah. well. And there have been other other concerts. I think I saw a video recently of Go A actually performing in one of these. So, yeah, I mean, so these these venues, th- these metro stations turned venues actually do have a really cool track record of putting together some cool events. And in the world that we're living in right now, it's good to have that extra security of having dozens of meters of reinforced concrete between you and the outside world. I mean, you saw that yeah. video of the uh, coffee shop. Oh, God. There was like a bombing down the block. <sighs> Did you see that? that was, no. like, the other day, there was like a there's like a woman in a cop, working in a coffee shop, and this guy comes in, and then all of a sudden, they both just look out the window, and the guy just runs. And But you can like, see the entire building just kind of shift, and all the cups fall Jeez. off the shelf. And I'm just like... Ugh. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, it just holding every anything there just makes me nervous. But it's a, it sounds like they're they're doing a good job of yeah. uh, of putting it together. Jerry Heil, yeah, is uh, is back. Noted vegan, an uh, elbow dancer. Jerry Heil. I have seen her name a couple of times over the last year in in news articles about mu- about music in Ukraine. She's and, a big and, deal. And, and and making music about the war and about how how that has helped the people there and, and, and things like that. So so th- that's a name I expect we'll see on the short list as well, and quite possibly going to Liverpool. I um, she's so. she's very good, and uh, I hope the song is better than the one about being vegan. I cannot. That would be such a trajectory to go from vegan to a somber reflection on the state of the world. Uh-huh. The thing is, though, vegan has really stuck in my head. Like it's it, so it, damn it, catchy. It's, it's so incredibly catchy. Oh, it's God. every single time that I make myself a meatless meal at home that that goes irrevocably <laughs> through my head. Oh, not the other one. Instead of meat. Well, that's her. Ah. Well, not, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, other names on here. Uh, Tvorci, who's also a very well-known uh, artist over there, and uh, Krut, who had this really beautiful entry in Vidbir probably about two years ago, a song called 99. A woman who plays a, a form of a Ukrainian harp. I can't remember the actual name of the uh, of the instrument itself, but farp. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna this let that really I'm just gonna let that hang in the air really like a stupid. like a you farp. Say tvarp? <laughs> a farp. I don't know. It's been one of those days. But yeah. Anyway, anyway, we've got a list of 36 artists at the moment that'll get trimmed down, and the national final is scheduled to be held on December 17th. So like barely even a week after we finished Junior Eurovision. Mm-hmm. 
they are, the Ukrainian delegation is hitting the ground running. On the other side of the continent, we also have a list of acts who are in the running for Benidorm. So the Spanish national final that brought them so much success last year. We now have our list for the 2023 season. 18 names were revealed, including Alfred Garcia, who actually represented the country in 2018 with his <clears throat> now ex-girlfriend, Amaya. Uh, but he's returning as a soloist, probably safer that way. Oh, they broke up? They, oh, they, <laughs> oh, I didn't hear about this. Oh, they, yeah, they broke up not long after 2018, actually. Yeah. That was tu canción, yeah. right? Yes. That was a nice one. Yeah, but he's yeah he's had. A, I believe at the time I dragged them aggressively. You did. <laughs> you you did. You're the reason they broke up. Oh, Danny, does not like us. We cannot continue. You can thank me, Leto. What is that? I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's from now, Syracuse? Yeah. <laughs> it's now time for the Eric offensive accent of the week. I just have the, uh, the weekend to stand and the American is not like us. Oh, that reminds me I finished I finished last year's Bake Off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of all of your favorite accents. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. What what a great show that was. I felt so bad for what did what did uh, Norm Norm no, <laughs> Noel what? Norm Norm, Norm? 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 Norm Coleman? You know? Like, no, god, no. <laughs> Noel. I don't, yes. Why do they call him Norm? Oh my god. No, Noel called him Yergi Pops. Felt so bad for So so bad for Yergi Pops. He was so good. And anytime he said anything, it just made me smile. Anything. It was just, it was, he had such a perfect accent. And then Giuseppe also. Is it because the accent that he makes is the accent that we like make fun of Germans for having? <laughs> yes. Like it's yeah. not even like a real German accent. It is literally like, oh, and now I make the cookies over here in the cookie oven. <laughs> really sounds and exactly in Berlin, that. we call that the cooking oven. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyway, Pops. Germany, yeah. I hope you do great at Junior Eurovision. Wait, oh, they're oh, not in it this year. I they're know. Not in it. Anyway, that, uh, more about Benny Dorn. Yeah, anyway, yes, back to Benny Dorn <laughs> before we completely got derailed by offensive accents. Uh, other other well known names or well known names to those who are following national finals. Uh, the appropriately named Famous, who was also uh, in the national final in 2018. I've never uh, heard of him. The <laughs> the awkwardly named Agone. Agony. Agone. Uh, who was in Agone. Operacion Triunfo in 2017. <laughs> and Blanca Paloma, who was in Benidorm this past year. White Dove. White Dove. Dove, that's yeah. it, yes. Uh, who was in Benidorm this year with one of my favorite songs, uh, Secreto del Agua. Uh, she's a back. Secret Water. What is the secret of water? What is... It is wet. It's the That's actually how they translated that. Oh, I was going to say, it's how they translated the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should um, I do that accent again? No. Okay. I love a guy. I don't even know what it was. It was just... I don't know. It was Italy. I don't it was, know. Yeah, it was generic. That was uh, anyway. my Chris Pratt doing Mario. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it's a he. Uh, Terrible. It's a, yeah. Uh, anyway, also Ooh. on the Benidorm list uh, is Sharon, the winner of Drag Race España season two. My, my, my Sharon? Everybody's Sharon. Oh, okay. Yes. Which is a kind of cool link considering that the winner of Drag Race España season one had designed the outfits for <laughs> Chanel I you're gonna at go the national final. Completely. I thought you were going to be like, the winner of season one was... Like Juan Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so that is our, our list of 18 acts. Uh, Eric, I do have to give you a little bit of credit for at least attempting to start uh, a, a pretty juicy dumb rumor. I of the tried. Week. I know, even it didn't pan out, but uh, tell us about it, bud. I don't want the rumors to become good rumors, though. I'm glad that this was a dumb rumor. 
Because I mean, the dumb rumor yeah. has to be a real long shot. Yeah, well, and it was. Mika it, came true, but you know. Yeah, we're one for twelve. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the dumb rumor was that uh, I saw uh, on Chris Kostoff's Instagram story that he was in Benidorm. That part's not a rumor. That's mm-hmm. true. He yeah, was in Benidorm. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, well, there's obviously no other reason he could be in Benidorm. He's competing there in three months. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, he's 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 getting ready. He's uh, he's getting you know his song. He's good. limbering up ninety days in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a very talented and very dedicated artist. And That's right. Multinational, and it wouldn't surprise me if he gave it a shot. But no, it's his not to be this time. If he did a collab with someone though, oh my god, that would be oh my god, Chris Kostov and Chanel. Oh my god. Chris Kostoff and uh, the Do It For Your Lover guy, except it's just him punching the Do It For Your Lover guy. <laughs> Those two got along. Yeah, they were, oh, we can all yeah, they're, they're, they're buddies. Okay, yeah. well, fine. Him as, and long, as long as he's the creative like driving force, then fine. Him and Chanel, though. Too much raw sexual energy on stage. We can't have that. Oh, yeah. Chris Kost- We all still think about Chris Kostoff as just a tiny little boy. He's like, he's like what, 23 now? He's in his early 20s. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just a little boy at Eurovision. No, he's not. He's That's Chris Gustav. He's in my grown mind. up. He's yeah. all grown up, and he's being awesome. Anyway, uh, speaking of young ones uh, who are doing Eurovision-y type stuff, actual uh, little babies in Eurovision. Yeah, the, the wee barons. Yes, uh, we do have more information on junior Eurovision selections. Uh, Albania hold, uh, held their national final. They actually did have a full junior national final. Uh, the winner is Caitlin Gatta with Pakistiel, which means a bit of sunlight. Uh, Lisandro was selected for France by an internal selection. Lissandro. Are you sure that's not just Cyprus? Just like Lisandro. It was Sandro, but this is just Lisandro. It's Lil Sandro. Lil Sandro. <laughs> yeah. Lil Sandro. With Oh Mama. Oh Mama. Sandro. Oh, is he singing this song? He's a yeah. Sandro. Is he singing this song? Oh Mama. Are you guys okay? No, we're not. No. You're right. No, no it's, been, it's been too. a really long week. Sophie okay. Lennon. Yep. Sophie Lennon for Ireland, who uh, at time of recording was in the studio. Over the last day or so, recording her entry. Great granddaughter of Vladimir. <laughs> I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> I just love it. We can talk about so many normal Eurovision artists, but the moment we get to the kids, we've got something for all of them. We're just slinging them out. Well, that's anyway, yeah. so anyway, let's find children to make fun of. <laughs> oh, God. And Armenia has also announced their selection. It's the singer Nare, who I believe is 14 years old, a young girl who's who's getting her start. Basically, I think it's one of her first first forays into uh, into show business. But yeah, trying to maybe do the double for Armenia. We don't have her song yet, but we will have that probably really soon, considering that it is a less than a month and a half to the actual contest itself. So. I'm curious, how many solo acts do we have for Junior at this point, and how many? Not even duos, but like, do we have any groups? Uh, do we have that? There are never groups. groups. At, no, we've had a couple, but like, that is something no. we've noticed Just, over, over. How how dare you forget about Unity and Best Friends? Yeah, they were best friends. Best friends. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I know, like, it's a logistical and sort of like at this point in like having a musical career, it's tough to form, mm-hmm. you know, a you know a Belgian menudo or whatever. Belgian but like. <laughs> It seems like Junior Eurovision is, um, just by virtue of how old they are, sort of 
geared towards just just soloists and, and right. duets. Well, at this point, uh, okay, so we know that we're going to have 16 entrants this year. Mm-hmm. We have no news yet at time of recording. I will, you know, again, put that disclaimer in from the United Kingdom or Italy who they are sending. But we have at least the name of the artist or artist for everybody else. Um, and we have one duet from North Macedonia, mm-hmm. Lara and Arena. But everybody else that we have, uh, they are solo artists. Just singing solo, yeah. Yeah. We have one, two, three, four male soloists, and all the others are female. That sounds about right. Yeah. Noting that, that Oh Maman, the song by Lisano, is, is um, it says it is in French but contains three repeated words in English. And having not heard the song, I'm just trying to imagine what the three words might be. What do we think? Well, I've heard the song, so I'm not going to say. Okay. It's juice. <laughs> Just the word juice three times. Juice, juice, juice. <laughs> Which is crazy because the French word for juice is just juice. Juice, juice, juice. And they say it in like the most middle of American accent too. Like, no. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be like macaroni and cheese or like hit the quan or, uh, or um, I don't know. Sorry, macaroni in a pot? That's <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, okay. I'm excited yeah. for Junior. Where our junior coverage is going to be starting pretty darn yeah, soon, I think. In, in yeah. November. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We'll have our previews and we'll, we'll get everything figured out from that. Who's our youngest this year? Uh, oh, gosh. I don't actually have all that information. UK I, and Italy notwithstanding. Yeah, we don't know UK and Italy yet. Oh, okay. I'll Wait a minute. We're forgetting the most important uh, junior news, which is that they're inviting back every winner. Ah. Which, which means, which oh. means oh. we will finally get... <gasps> Biscuit. The Biscabi Valentina collab that we so desperately <laughs> want. No, 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 no. Just bzzz. Can't wait. It's just dubstep. Yeah. Biscabi like really just lost their moment. They came mm-hmm. in about uh, just a couple of years too late for that. The hot early 2010s dubstep movement. Biscabi dubstep mix. All right. It's going to be interesting, though, considering that Belarus has won it in the past, Russia has won it in the past, with those two mm. nations being removed from the EBU's rosters, will they invite back the Belarusian and Russian winners? How old are they at this point? Uh, Varying ages. I heard a rumor about the UK's artist. Is it a dumb rumor? And and, and and it's gonna seem weird, but they have the Benjamin Button thing, so they're very young. Okay, their okay. name is Jenglebert Flumperdick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's nine. Oh. I know what it looks like, but he's nine. I see. I killed the show. Yeah. Uh, it's been a nice seven layer taco dip kind of episode here. A real cowboy caviar. There's been moment. nothing going on here. What was the theme of this week's uh, this week's episode? Uh, your vision in the bleh. wild and blah. Yeah, it's it's blah. Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, for a week where we don't really have much of an official topic, I think we, we, we really squeezed the pulp out of this orange, <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't we? Got some juice. Aye! <laughs> juice! Nice! You can blame it on the juice, this one. <laughs> oh, I, I will. And yeah, well, guys, if you want to join in our juice squeezeries, uh, again, reach out to us. Squeeze us! Squeeze us! Squeeze us on social media. Uh, one Two Points USA on Facebook or Twitter, 12 Points from America at gmail.com if you want to message us directly. Find us on Patreon. On Redbubble if you want to buy some random ass merch that we, we've cobbled together. Um, YouTube, again, 
Danny is just these lyrical moments that we foisted upon Danny are are some pretty sweet random ass content. I'm um, killing it. You really are, considering that many times you haven't heard some of the songs that you have. We are making you read the lyrics for, and yet you you, you recite them with such a plum and gusto that I get to use words like a plum and gusto in a sentence. If I had heard Witch Woods before, it would not have come out the same. Witch Woods sucks. <laughs> That's it. Send tweet. <laughs> uh, and on that note guys shall we call it a day yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah we are so far off the rails it's yeah where we're going we're, we don't need we're in north haverbrook by now <sighs> that's that's how far off the rail we are anyway until next time everybody i've been samantha i've been derek i'm lisa and i've been danny <laughs> and america stop, stop listening, listening now, now. <laughs> yeah, you know one nice thing about America? We've never had a prime minister resign. Mm-hmm. Let alone two in the same year. <sighs> <sighs>